Welcome to the Sports the Show. I'm DJ Pat Nasty, and I'm here with Malcolm Marzette. Malcolm out in Arizona. We both had a fun draft week with a uh, lot of interesting pre-draft trades going on, which we're going to discuss. Uh, specifically your team involved in one big one, uh, my team missing out on said guy. So we'll uh, discuss how each of us feel about that. But we're also going to get into the NBA draft and do a little uh, predicting of what we think may happen in the free agency session of the NBA offseason this summer. And finishing the show, we will comment on on the selling of the Charlotte Hornets by Michael Jordan and uh, comment on one of the members of the new ownership group giving our thoughts and opinions on that. But let's start uh, with the trades leading up to the NBA draft, a time that we all love to see every year, post-playoffs, post-championship win. Uh, You see teams making some moves with the draft capital that they have pre-draft to move some players around, get some money freed up, and possibly score some extra picks or move up and down the draft ladder. This year, it was much more of a... uh, trio of blockbuster trades in the realm of the NBA that really dominated any other movement. You did have three picks, uh, bet- one between the Lakers and Pacers, one between the Nuggets and Pacers, and one between the Thunder and Nuggets, dealing with draft picks, really, to me, the biggest, uh, you know, pick in that, or rather the biggest uh, swing in that was the Nuggets uh, trading with Oklahoma City and the Thunder getting the Nuggets 2029 first round pick kind of telling of where the Thunder may see the Nuggets moving forward uh, viewing that end of this decade as a potential spot where they may get lucky with a first round pick after the Thunder last year accrued a slew of picks uh, from various trades and moves so they have plenty of capital to move around in that instance but to the big trade that really uh, shook the NBA world and kind of uh, you know, solidified a little bit more the position of contenders in the West, at least. Uh, the Phoenix Suns and the Washington Wizards were involved with a huge trade, sending point guard Chris Paul to uh, Washington and uh, Landry Shamit and multiple second round picks and multiple pick swaps as well to the Wizards. And Phoenix, on the other hand, got uh, Bradley Beal, Jordan Goodwin and Isaiah Tide, um, which You know, if we're looking at it just in the straight player to player element, uh, definitely, I think uh, Phoenix got the better end of that just with the next moves Washington was willing to make. And the Wizards coming into this. Uh, post-season, or this off-season, rather, Bradley Beal was a player that was supposed to be moved last year. It didn't happen. He got moved early this off-season. Uh, right after that, you know, we felt like Chris Stapps would be moved, and he did get moved, and we'll talk about that in a second. But, Malcolm, I want to get to your feeling, your reaction as one of the teams involved with this, and we'll get Tiny uh, another day on the podcast. Podcast 
to tell us how he feels about the quick uh, momentary stay of Chris Paul as a wizard before he was moved on, as we're going to discuss here shortly. But how do you feel about your sons bolstering their offense with a strong uh, number three option in Bradley Beal? Uh, how do you feel about losing Chris Paul and what he's meant to your franchise in these playoff runs? And where do you think the Suns go from here now with this offseason still approaching with uh, players like DeAndre Ayton that still have big question marks over their head? Now, uh, I've been a fan and one to be a testament of actually build trying to build a culture similar to like the Miami Heat of uh, uh, keeping everyone together. So once we got the new owner and I was hearing rumors of his uh, style, similar to a Jerry Jones, a my way or the highway cleaning house, first domino to fall, the head coach, and then hearing the rumors of James Jones potentially being on the hot seat. Then I knew CP3 was going to be gone. I, I did not like it in, in, in any way, shape or form, because with a, a consummate point guard that organizes and puts people in position to succeed and score. And that affects that chemistry. However, um, just the way that it went out, I think he was on Good Morning America. His son is is telling him, hey, I found out you got traded on Twitter. <laughs> and just the way the NBA rolls with that and then being interviewed right on the spot. And he handled it class personified, of course. But I didn't feel he was going to stay in Washington because his family was on the West Coast. But I did not foresee him going to the Warriors. And I just see I was just like, see, there it is. See what happened? <laughs> we, well, we and to... we're gonna we're gonna get into the the secondary the third. Yeah. Right. So right. just losing him I just though, didn't, for I just you didn't like losing him. No, is not at all. A, do you think it was a mistake to to lose him as they did? Because I mean, after the season, the Suns were out on Chris Paul. They just right. straight up said they were going to not yeah. bring him back. So he yeah. was not coming back either way. Really, I more want to get to not necessarily him getting traded, but how did you feel about your organization? You said you felt this coming. And Matt Ishby, mm -hmm. you know, he's done an amazing job in acquiring players for the oh, Suns, yeah. particularly against the Miami Heat. You know, he <laughs> went up against the Heat, got Durant away Two from times. the Heat. He got Beal away Beal. from the Heat. So, you know... We'll, we'll see how that continues and if that is uh, the better winning formula in terms of getting to the finals uh, in a, a much tougher conference, I would say, clearly. Uh, but with the way they just kind of it almost feels, you know, dishonorably discharged Chris Paul and said your services are no longer needed. Do you think that is more of a slight versus what Chris Paul uh, should have been valued at with the amount of talent he has left in his career? Similar to that, a tribe album. Uh, thank you for your service. We'll take it from here. Like, that's pretty much what it was. And to me, I, I was looking at the depth of the team and I was like, well, who's going to be the point guard, right? So then we get Bradley Beal. Then I'm like, all right. So we got basically two ball dominant guards and then KD's like a half ball dominant. He can catch you have two small forwards and a shooting guard. Right. 
Now, I understand the the definition of uh, your role as a player, point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center, is for the novice to understand the game. When you got players that can play together, I'm glad that we started early so that we can see them gel together because I thought that was really what the fate that sealed us last year. Now, I hope we don't make another knee-jerk reaction and get rid of DeAndre Ayton because allegedly Frank Vogel is good at developing big men. I would like to see it. However, I'm hearing these, uh, we'll get to later in, in the chat, but I'm hearing other rumors with a, mm-hmm. a potential movement of um, AD Anthony Davis. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, okay, the, so he, that's all in our, uh, our, our uh, free agency so prediction. I don't like it. I don't like it. But if we have time to gel, I would like to see what happens. I'm glad that we got second and third uh, players in this trade because that will help us with our depth. And mm-hmm. it's not just Bradley Beal coming alone. He has somebody that he's already familiar with playing on mm-hmm. the court. And um, I hope that that can bolster our, our depth on our defense. But I'm I'm still concerned with the bench over, well, overall and especially in the West. Yeah, you can't just be top heavy. Well, it's not going to work. This, you know, just to me feels like they're trying to put together other big threes that have worked in the past where you have a shooting guard, a small forward, power forward, dynamic combo, uh, primes of their career. But with KD, is he in his prime? Is he in the waning years? I feel like it's more kind of towards the end of the road versus somebody that is still a shot away from the finals every year on his own, you know, on the court, taking the team, putting it on his back. I don't know um, how I really feel about this associate this team assembled the way it is i think they're going to make some moves in the offseason which we're going to talk about um and there are some big acquisitions they could still make that could really step up the chemistry a little bit more in you know separating the two ball dominant forces in that team and uh you know playing to the best of each of their games versus having them compete with one another for said ball but moving on on the same page there yeah uh it doesn't it doesn't well i had to deal with it in miami with d wade (laughs) and lebron who's got the ball that was the question and you know with you it's more i feel like bradley beal has to work with the ball in his hand and really kevin durant and booker booker so it's almost three ball dominant yeah players so it's a little because kd doesn't it's a little different but kd can catch and shoot and kind of move without the ball because it's three players but Beal definitely has to do an ISO and Booker has to do the free throw line extension extension mid-range. Yep. So, so once again, who's going to run the pick and roll and organize these guys? I would have rather shipped off DeAndre Ayton and have a solid point guard and then pick up a free agent big man well, we'll that's see, already somewhat you know, developed. We'll see where, where things go. But uh, speaking of point guards, you know, there's a, a very big Eastern Conference shift as well with the Boston Celtics, Washington Wizards, and Memphis Grizzlies having a three-team trade. Uh, the Celtics getting Chris Stapp's Porzingis from the Wizards and a 2023 first-round pick, which was the number 25 pick in the draft, and a potential 2024 first-round pick via Golden State. The Washington Wizards get Tyus Jones, 
NBA journeyman Danilo Gallinari and Mike Muscala and a second round pick for number 35 in this year's draft. And the Grizzlies get the longtime Celtic fan favorite, Marcus Smart, to go with Ja Morant after his 25-game suspension is served this year. Malcolm, uh, you know, to me, this trade is very unusual. I personally would not trade Marcus Smart for Chris Stapp's Porzingis. I, I do not get this trade. I don't see Chris Stapps as someone that's reliable, let alone healthy. Uh, if you think that Joe Mazzola can coach him to an, a, another level, I mean, this is a second-year coach we're talking about. We don't know his ability to pull the best out of these players, and you're trading your consistent guard when you have a very inconsistent guard that you could have gotten more for. I just am very, I, I think Memphis got a steal in this. I think Washington's clearly rebuilding. And I think the Celtics are desperate to beat the Heat. How do you well, feel about it, Malcolm? Well, we know how to beat the Heat. You got to build the culture. You got to be dedicated. You got to put the work in. I mean, Me, they were just Austin. in the finals a year ago. Yeah, game seven. <laughs> a game seven from this finals. Absolutely. Um, I, okay, this part of me. One, I've been on the record of the Chris Stafford Zingas. Uh, no, no. Even uh, back in the days when he was with the Knicks, the Knicks drafted him and I was talking to John Antoine and I was like, yo, they, they went for Zingas. He's like, he'll be all right. Nah, he, I, I don't think. He it was develop. the original unicorn before Luca and all these, you know, right, right. better and the bigger Europeans came in. He was, they, people were higher on him than Nikola Jokic. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And I, I said, nah, that I don't think that's the guy. However, um, I was I was looking at some of the plays and I'm looking at the highlights and I'm like, okay, I guess I could see it having a big man and then he's playing a decent that off glue of, guy, but they're traded the best glue oh. guy in the NBA <laughs> let me get, let me for an let me unproven land. glue guy. Let me let me land. So Boston shoots themselves in the foot. They get rid of their veteran. But I look at it like this is perfect for a job, Morant. Having somebody a veteran. Oh, 100%. They got the steal. Yeah. He he has a, that Haslam DNA. Like, I'm a rough rider, but also I'm a professional business. They got man. what they wanted in Dylan Brooks. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. They got what they wanted Dylan Brooks to be. They got the real version of him right. where he Unbuilt can back it, it up and play and know when and where to talk. Right. And not only that, has been there and done it before. Been to a finals. <laughs> exactly. Now, coming to the West, once again, another stack West. Marcus Spar is going to have a little bit of adjustment. And then also not having job for 25 games. They're going to need some time to gel, too. But I think that's a perfect off guard to have him so that John And his defensive lockdown ability fits so much better in the West where, you know, you just have these guards that just play on ball, off ball. You have every type of guard you could imagine in the West. It's not just this shooting scoring where the only guard you're playing that's driving hard to the basket is Jimmy Butler. You know, this is this is, this is you're going like he had his hands full with Trey Young. We'll exactly. see what he's going to do with and Steph. 
and that's a four great games a year. And, and with, that's a great point. You know? he, he could he could do great, but then also remember the West is the West. He could get exposed. Like you don't mm-hmm. have nights off like you do in the East, where you have an Orlando or it, or you have Washington and Charlotte. Like, okay, I don't have to Chicago, have to Charlotte, Chicago, right? Even <laughs> well, Toronto to a degree. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. a lot. No, it's real. It's real. It's hundred percent real. Well, even with to the, a degree, Cleveland, where you don't necessarily have a guards guard that you got to deal with, and even in Miami, you can kind of you. Can kind of with the point yourself guard yeah switched. i mean you got lowry and then you have a mix of like multiple players Vincent, play that position things like that tyler hero even coming in at some points uh so when he's healthy with with marcus smart i like it however it's going to be a big adjustment for him to have to deal with a luca dealing with a steph dealing with now a bradley beal or a booker and then also dealing with denver the the reigning champions and then you got you got Minnesota, you got Minnesota out there. Although they may be a one-off team, you really can't take them lightly. Also, and Sacramento. Sacramento. Yep, I was yeah. about to say Aaron Fox. Like, yo, you don't have nice. And I mean, we still have dames in Portland for now. Right. We'll get to that because I have some rumors yeah. with that. I mean, so that's we'll- going into the offseason uh, free agency. But yeah, I mean, every team in the West pretty much has a decent to really good point guard. Now, the last part of that is uh, Washington. I mean, this is kind of like spades or monopoly. I-, I guess not so much chance. But more so spades where it's like, oh, you're putting that card out. Is that what we're doing? Mm. And then you're looking and everybody's looking at the table like and we're across the table, you and I. And we're like, all right, word. Well, we're going to hit them with this because obviously this person doesn't understand the game. Uh, Washington's front front office. To me, there's kind of mirroring the Oklahoma City Thunder, but without the draft picks, in my opinion. And I forgot to mention the, the Thunder and the Marcus Smart having to guard Shea Gildress, Alexander, yeah. and uh, yeah. what's his name? The oh, white boy, Getty. Holmgren. Or Getty or Getty. Holmgren from Gonzaga. Yeah. The so, great white hope. That's my dog. But I, with, I'm excited for him. With Washington in a southeastern division that has the Heat, the Hawks, the magic and or no yeah it's the, the yeah in yeah. washington um do you think that they are going to be able to really compete and the hornets i mean it's going to be them and oh, the yeah. hornets at the bottom right yes I, I would say that definitely Miami's not I'm not perceiving Miami to taper off. And then also I also see that if Trey Young didn't move, that Atlanta is looking to take somewhat of an it's the heat or the Hawks in the top spot. And that's the same. And that's the same. Like um, that's the division top two. We can call that a year ahead Absolutely. that those will no. be the final two teams in the division. There's no way the magic, the Hornets or the wizards are able to overcome the talent gap really. And it, and it seems to me, this is similar to like the wizards. They would, they would totally get a, a player like a Kyle Kuzma or a Shamlet. It's just like, you want no name players and then you want to bring in a star and then lean on him as a young star and then not develop him. We've seen this with Gilbert Arenas. Well, that's what <laughs> I was seen about him with Bradley to say. Beal. This is, this is Bradley Beal has been the best player they had on their team in the last 20 years since Absolutely. Gilbert Arenas and Karan Butler. And Michael Jordan. <laughs> 
Well, MJ, you know, that's different. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, look at that. Look at that but, long gap. You know, this is a team that has history to it, that was a winning team, has won a championship. You just don't see teams that have won a championship before just dissolve to this level of non-competitive rebuild after rebuild after rebuild. I mean, this is starting to seem like a Sixers level process it's shipping assets out. I don't know what they're playing for in tanking the season after Ben Wimbenyama's been or Victor Wimbenyama's been uh, selected, where that's your clear goal for any franchise in history would be to go for that level player. If I'm um, looking in the crystal ball here, I, the only hope I could see is them projecting out to get uh, young Bryce James. That Maybe. to me, and that's way, that's down way and that's the only hope wishing on well, a star. <laughs> now the Wizards best player and moving to the last trade before we get to our quick draft recap, uh, the Warriors getting Chris Paul after right. the Przingis trade. Right. The Przingis trade happens. CP3 mm-hmm. still in Washington. We're like, oh, is this going to be another Oklahoma City Chris Paul? Right. You know, where it's going to be, you show us something in a team that no one expected you to, you know, take mesh with and take, right. you know, this was going to be it, where it was going to be another great, you know, rough ragtag story from Chris Paul taking a, you know, nothing team to the playoffs on his back because everyone in the NBA makes the playoffs. Now, but, let me clue you into this, right? Yeah. So the uh, owner of the Suns, is very, very tight with Isaiah Thomas. Not in a front office job because we he knows where the bodies are buried. We've seen him do and demolish the Yes, and this has been a big story that you're referring to, yes. And it's true. No, it it is. Very true. And there there was a friction between, he was the one whispering in the ear after how you said, uh, thank you for your service. He was the one that's like, we got to get rid of Chris Paul. And then you're you're talking to Isaiah Thomas, one of the greatest point guards to ever play the game. So yeah, we understand. Okay, but we but I'm thinking in my head, if I'm an owner, you don't know anything about evaluating talent. You're a great player like Michael Jordan, but I don't think you can evaluate talent. However, they listened to him and he shipped Chris Paul off. And then look how that comes back like a boomerang comes back to haunt him. Now you have Chris Paul with Steph and Clay mm-hmm. and potentially other players. I mean, uh, we'll get into oh, the free Draymond agency. Back. Draymond's maybe back. He may not be back. They may decide to move on because the other half of this trade, you got Jordan Poole, the right. person Draymond hates the most. Huge. Yeah, he punched him in the face. Yes. Huge contract that everyone thought was about to sink the Warriors. Exactly. Instead of having this young talent that's not at the level you thought he was going to be, where it's a contract that you're going to have to pay out in perpetuity to. They're able to trade and move him for an older asset at still a height of play that is rarely seen from any player, period, let alone a point guard his size. And complements Steph Curry. Perfectly. He's one of the best assist point guards in the game. You also have the fact that, you know, if he wins a championship with them, he may retire and then the money's off the books. It's over. That's exactly what's going to happen. And I think this is 
I don't know what's up with uh, the commissioner, Adam Silver. I don't know if he's tapped into the ghost of David Stern. And there is something that is occurring where, okay, we didn't give you that Kobe thing. So we're going to let this fly back through. That's a conspiracy straight from me. However, I don't know how this can happen (laughs) where you have the one of the greatest point guards who can organize a team and a, a, a pick and roll guard. And then you give him the greatest shooter on the planet. And then technically the greatest or the second greatest shooter in the NBA with him. Yeah, no, it's insane. But with an organization that's so over the luxury tax, it's insane. Oh, yes. I don't know how that works financially, but it's done. And Mike Dunleavy I, Jr.'s at the head of it, man. Oh, you, yeah, like he sent me the info. He's like, no, we're, we're staying. We're with staying Jordan with Poole. Jordan Poole. No, he's lied to you. That's what oh, I feel wait. like with Pat Riley, where he's on about people are staying. <laughs> okay. You don't know. We don't know anything. Don't think he didn't learn that from Pat Riley. But <laughs> it's the pinstripes. Yeah. They're looking at the pinstripes. We don't know. No, he <laughs> That's why I was seeing you yeah. sent me the video of him talking to, you know, our draft pick. Oh, uh, Jasquez from UCLA. Uh, he's James nasty, Jasquez. Yeah. Dude, oh, he's, he's nasty, super bro. nasty. But don't think he might. he might not wind up in a trade with Tyler Hero and go out and we get Damian Lillard. Don't don't doubt it. Hey, you taking my sauce, Pat. But, it's right there. But we'll see what right happens. There. Speaking of, of trade rumors. Well, yes. Take it away. The NBA draft uh, occurred last night, and it was, you know, one of the drafts in NBA history with probably the most hands down uh, understood first number one overall pick since probably LeBron James and Victor Wimbanyama. Uh, Just an outstanding talent from France. Incredible uh, attributes. Played incredibly well, 7'5", 220 pounds, can shoot threes, dunk, steal, ball handle. Has the most potential we've seen for a uh, number one overall pick, I would say. Um, I mean, I I really... Zion or LeBron, right? Well, Zion, yes. But Zion, the tangibility of his weight and everything was in question. We talked about potential pride. When it comes out like that, you know... I don't want to go Greg Oden because Greg Oden was like people put roofs on his shit, but it was just clear as day. Because that's but, what I see. But I see him slashing in the lane, and I'm like, you told you two twenty dog. But I don't know really who to compare him to in previous drafts. I probably should have uh, researched uh, every draft since. But I will go with LeBron. He's probably got the most hype on him since LeBron, which is something we seem to say every year. You know, you had. Uh, uh, you've had multiple players in recent years where people say that Andrew Wiggins, so on and so forth. Uh, I would if- compare him to a, a a mix between a Tim Duncan and a Kevin Durant. If we could put those two in a blender with the height. Yeah, that's where it is. Yeah. And that that's what kind of worries me. He seems slim, but I'm looking yeah. at the, the, the tape and he looks good. However, I also saw the tape of Scoot Henderson uh, yeah. saucing him up. 
as well. And I believe Scoot Henderson is the steal of the draft. I mean, I think he's definitely going to take some refining. And I yeah, think true. he's probably in true. the best place he could be in, arguably, for I, that. I wonder how that refining. happened. Refining. Well, yeah. I mean, he but. He grew up loving the Spurs. Tony <laughs> Parker fan. Boris Dial fan. So, no, he's, he's definitely going to get the help he needs. And he's got the Absolutely. coach that coached those guys. And those guys are still around. So, he could definitely get a lot of. Uh, understanding and a lot of you know teachable another, moments from that another but, team in the west that you got to pay attention Marcus smart you're dealing with the spurs you don't have a day off but really this draft was focused mainly on the top three to five picks uh mainly because the hornets went with brandon miller uh embroiled in controversy in alabama which we've talked about in the past but the fact that they went for him over Scoot Henderson could potentially be a Jordan-like Sam Bowie moment if player careers turn out. Durant moment. So it's, you know, a moment that we're definitely going to keep paying attention to because uh, Scoot Henderson was outright the number two player in this draft, and uh, the Hornets decided to go with Brandon Miller, who they may see something more in. So we'll see. And then the, Scoot, the thing with Scoot the last little bit is that Steph Curry personally knighted Scoot Henderson and took yes. him under the, his wing. Yes. So when I see that and then I compare it with Brandon Miller, I don't know who's taking Brandon Miller under their wing and yes. saying, hey, this is the way to be a professional. This is how we train and things of that nature. So I'm really I'm really concerned and interested to see once again, another Eastern Conference mm-hmm. front office. We got Philly, we got Washington and now we got Charlotte. Like, what are we what, what are we looking at, guys? Yeah, that, that's that's my perspective on that. Like, are, do we want to win or are we just uh, hanging out for this Jordan deal and just hanging out? And because pairing him with a um, uh, LaMelo ball, I think would have been phenomenal. And mm-hmm. then allowing him to train with a Terry Rozier until he uh, gets accustomed to being that starting point guard. Yes. I think that would have been fantastic, but yeah. You know. Well, and you also have uh, the two Thompson brothers, Amin and Asur, uh, going story. in four and five, first ever pair of brothers uh, to be drafted back to back, both from the overtime elite system, right. uh, not from college. Also, Scoot Henderson not playing in yeah. college, playing uh, in, I believe, the G League. Um, not actually going and playing for a college so listed as school USA <laughs> but so four out of the five right but you have that's the trend we're seeing where the college yes. game is slowly falling behind to very the only player in the top five that went to a college was Brandon Miller and now what does that lead us to believe the way we saw the European wave come mm-hmm. and now that to well, me now you're gonna have yeah this is going to be the correlation to the AAU style basketball we've seen for the last 15 years really grow and people going away from the college model because they can actually make money. You know, when you have the name and likeness, there's not as much money in college basketball as these football players are getting. And there's not another avenue for the football players to take other than playing 
in college football. With basketball, there are many avenues you could take uh, to subsequently not have to play in college. Now, with with basketball, the other part, and I would say the sneaky, if we're looking at it, I just I I can see right through this smokescreen. We're going to see a change when that CBA drops. And mm-hmm. I believe we'll see a change where they'll potentially start allowing these high school players to come in in order to uh, cut into that. So now that'll be another avenue that we'll be looking to watch as the as the league develops and kind of, uh, I would say, evolves to a degree under under Adam Silver's watch. Because I believe some of these players, when Banyama and some of these players that that would go in the G League could potentially have come out of high school. Mm-hmm. So just keep an eye on that for future, all of our listeners. Definitely. Well, to the only other pick that matters in this uh, NBA draft, my Miami Heat were able to select at number 18. Uh, Jamie ja- uh, is Jasquez, it Jasquez or is Wasquez? Jasquez? Oh, yeah. well, that's pronounced Jasquez. Yes. But it, you, it's you, not Jaime Hasquez Jr. Is Jamie Hasquez or Jasquez? No, no, no. I may Hasquez is the the pronunciation, but yeah. they're gonna. We know the media. They're gonna yeah. say Jamie Jasquez. Well, Jaime Hasquez Junior. Yes. being selected number six or eighteen yes. overall. Uh, played at UCLA this year. Uh, UCLA going to the Sweet Sixteen primarily on his back. He had a uh, great three-point shot. We're really going to be interested to see how he develops in Miami, if he gets any uh, real playing time. Uh, Jovic Jokic is uh, looking to move more into the player rotation in Miami this year, but there's still a lot of off-season trades and acquisitions yet to be made, so we'll see if any certain packages may include one Yami Yaskas Jr. or Jamie Jacquez Jr., depending on what radio station you listen to. <laughs> but that leads us to our... Uh, well, wait, 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 wait. Hold up. What? How do you feel or what do you see in that crystal ball down there? With him, the I think I think going he's going to be in involved. relation to Dame. I don't Dame think he'll be traded in the package. I think it's probably going to be a package of Tyler Hero mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Oladipo. You're gone. Bye bye. Oladipo and yeah. Kyle Lowry. I think you send that for Dame, and you keep Bam and Jimmy as your main starters. You let Struce go, and you pick up some player contracts. Uh, well, you have to be able to have the so cat Robinson is avoiding getting, getting taken out from the Godfather. <laughs> it's either going to be Duncan Lowry Lower and Oladipo truth. or okay. hero Lowry and Oladipo because the trailblazers are trying to ask for Bam and I don't think Bam's a go because no. you have to keep Bam. We I feel like Bam, in Miami Jimmy and Dame. So you, that's the, that's going to be the core if it happens, but that leads us to mm-hmm. our you know, second to last topic with the big moves potentially to happen in free agency here. When talking about your uh Phoenix Suns, Malcolm, your point guard problem easily solved. Kyrie Irving, sign him. We don't have enough money, Pat. Well, that's where you get some trades and you make the money happen or you either go over the luxury tax like so many teams have in the past. It's the salary cap sport. If I'm a billionaire, I'm doing it. I don't know if the room I'm with that. 
but I'm and getting a, a lot. He's of an unrestricted back. free agent. How's he, how do you not have the money? Or you can't get Isaiah, him to sign I a Isaiah contract. Thomas has something to do with uh, stopping us from getting a solid point guard. That's just my scenario. What about Fred I, Van Fleet? That's a great option, and I believe that's more likely. That's about 70, 75%. I, I hope Kobe Kyrie White. That's your third tier. I feel like. I feel like you go, what about that? Irving, Van Fleet, Kobe White. Those are your tiers? Well, it, it goes Dame, Irving. Oh, okay. My mind, Dame, Irving, Van Vliet, and then I, I wouldn't even try to get White. I mean, like, what are we doing? D'Angelo Russell? That's a potential, but once again, D'Angelo Russell doesn't run the pick and roll. He doesn't organize the offense. He doesn't command these guys, and then we're going to ask him to command Beal, Booker, But the talent. I mean, the and talent. DeAndre Aiden. I don't know if any of these guys can rein in DeAndre Aiden. See, like... Austin Reeves. <laughs> See, this is why, like, this is what gets me, like, I roll my eyes and I get mad because it's like people who don't, like, it's like the novice, they don't understand what, what Chris Paul brings as a value that's off the court and putting things into perspective how the flow is supposed to roll. Well, same with same with the head coach because we got a brand new head coach. I don't even know how we're going to run So we went through all those. Right. I don't Last know how two, both unrestricted. All right, give it. Pat Bev. I like that. Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. I, I, I'm lukewarm on the Russell Westbrook. And there's another name, too. We brought him up earlier. I would like to go get. It's like this. I would like to go get Beverly, Brooks, Dylan, or Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell has been high on our list. I know these aren't guards, but we got to oh, yeah. bolster this. We got to well, bolster this. I feel like, though, you roster. have to get a point guard. I don't think the Suns are able about- to survive when your only point guard is Cameron Payne. No. He he can't run a pick and roll. He's left-handed. His only ability That's is to it. drive the ball to the basket and be fast. He didn't and know how your to run other the pick shooting and roll. guard besides uh, Devin well, Booker and Bradley Beal is Sabian Lee and yeah. Damian Lee. Yeah, and and here's the here's the issue, right? Um, our best and Terrence Ross, but he's not a he's not a point guard. Terrence Ross would potentially be the best fit because he understands the skill set in the game, but it won't work and they won't do it. Um, so out of the- I, what, what I'm confused is now the lineup is kind of leaning towards Devin Booker being the point guard, Bradley Beal being the shooting guard and Kevin Durant being the small forward. And we're running it that way. And to then me, you hire James Harden. Okay. If we're <laughs> Harden, we got all these ball dominant. We're just going to be dribbling, dribbling. Okay. You can't do the ISO. Okay. Dribble it, dribble. Okay. You can't do the ISO dribble. Where's KD? Toss it to him and then have him force up a shot. That's not going to work. And then hope, hope and pray that DeAndre. I think the only the point guard that fits out of the ones I named is Van Fleet. He's not coming because that's going to be a max contract player. So I think you end up with Russell Westbrook. I hope, I hope. And it's another flip where it's. Well, we got him. CP3 and Russell Westbrook just flip place to place yet again. And we go, where do they end up? Nobody knows. I'm going to be all gray haired like Barack when he was out of office with Russell Westbrook. Like. 
he he's well, amazing I don't, talent and athletic, but he yeah. does not he does not control and run the offense. Like that's the guard, the point guard is our quarterback. Yeah. It's basically the center of the offensive line. You got to get people straight. He's calling out things like that. Van Vliet would be the best option, but honestly, if we can do it and get over the luxury tax and get Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving can play that point guard position and run that pick and roll. So he the, knows how to do that. The other big free agents that we didn't mention that are coming up, you have uh starting from the bottom um let's go ahead and start with did pat bev uh you've got terrence davis for the kings uh kelly Oubre jr for the hornets josh okogi okoji uh for the suns you Bruce Brown, who's an unrestricted free agent, but was promised by Mike Maloney, he'll be back. Jordan Clarkson, potentially. Uh, and then we get to my big level free agents, uh, Chris Middleton. Very, very surprised unrestricted free agent that uh, he's not immediately signed back with the Bucks. Uh, Josh Hart, Cam Johnson, Dante Divin Cheese, Dante Divin Cheese. Divin Chizo. I I Divin Chenzo. I'm now, so Josh terrible. Hart would be nice and bringing Cam Johnson. I would I would heavily favor bringing Cam Johnson back. Um, because once again, let's go back similar to the Marcus Smart situation. The guards got to play defense in the West, and then James Harden <laughs> to round it out. So out of those out of those players, if we don't land Dame, just from the Miami perspective, you okay, got to yeah. go after Kyrie Irving, obviously. If that's not where you get Dame, and I think Kyrie would be a disaster in Miami. James Harden's been floated heavily. Uh, Well, I just can't trust Kyrie's consistency. And this is the there's so much off. This is the, the court Miami shit. Heat. I mean, no. it's backfired with some players in Miami before. Uh, right. We're most likely going to get Goran Dragic back. That's been speculated oh. heavily, so okay. he'll help uh, bolster the yep. bench. But I think you look what at about? Dane, you don't well, get Dane, you go for Kyrie or you go for Fred Van Fleet. And then in desperation mode, just to bolster the roster. And even not in desperation mode, I would love to see Chris Middleton in Miami. I think he'd be a great fit. I also think that Bruce Brown would be a hard grinder in Miami. I think he'd be a great fit. And honestly, you want to get into the realness. I think that Grant Williams for the Boston Celtics would be perfect in Miami. Enough is enough, Pat. But that's my my potential free agent looks at. So wait, and I know Grant is Vincent, Williams not- is Vincent just chopped liver. Are we are we disrespected Vincent all the work he's put in? You can't because give the he- bag to those dudes and just invest in them moving forward. You oh, have wow. to get the star to play with the stars. Everyone else is collateral. You know that. I, I understand, but I, I think I just I just think Vincent showed enough. Not throughout the season. And he'll probably playoffs. be set. He'll probably be safe. He'll probably I, I see be him. Safe. I see him potentially evolving similar to like Van Vliet, where he yeah. went on a run and he learned the ropes in the postseason and then is able to transition into into the uh, next coming season. Well, I'll so have to be, see what his actual Vincent. he and Caleb Martin's full contracts yeah. are. 
Struess most likely is gone because he is a free agent and he's going to go for the bag. Good for him. Right. I want these players to get the most money they can. If my team keeps them, that's great. Robinson are safe. But we'll see. Uh, I I like Vincent, man. Don't give up. I really because we will take Vincent. But I would love to have Vincent on the Suns. If you can get him, get him, man. It'd be worth it. But moving to our final uh, topic of the day in today's uh, extra length show, uh, we're going to talk a little bit real quick about Michael Jordan selling the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, Malcolm had a few thoughts on it Uh, real quick before we get into that. I just personally uh, think it's incredible someone uh, is able to invest a certain amount of money, get tenfold return, $3 billion on the sale of the team. Um, You know, I think that really speaks to the level of power that owners have in sports in particular with the big four, uh, the MLB, NFL, NBA, and NHL. Um, you're seeing play, co- uh, owners being asked to step away. Jordan, completely separate from this, he made a sell as a business decision. No one asked him to step away. He did this uh, on his personal accord. But there's not been a team owner in professional sports that is lost on owning a team. And I think, I mean, that speaks to the wealth and the culture of sports billionaires and billionaires in general in the country that we live in today. But that's a deeper discussion for another show outside of this. But incredible to see him get $3 billion for a team that he has only led to the playoffs, I believe, three times, and they never won a series. So, Malcolm, you remember, how you do you feel? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. how do you feel? We've got about uh, five minutes left. Uh, how do you cool. your thoughts on the uh, the sale and the new uh, one of the members of the new group coming in? Uh, well, first, I remember his Hall of Fame speech and him saying, I'm going to get to a championship. He kind of modeled it off the of Pat Riley and like, look at him. And I'm like, yeah, because uh, you don't know how to develop a team. However, the financial uh, compensation he got from owning the team is amazing. Personally, I would have stuck with it another 10 years just because I'm looking at the trajectory, but it's $3 billion. I mean, I guess yeah, the compensation's no. crazy. <laughs> But if you're making 500 million off of your shoes alone, I'm just looking at the numbers like, uh, I don't know if I'm hurting too much. And if you're saying what you're saying, I, I would assume he'd back it up. But what I do like about this story, and I got a shout out to my mom uh, saying, who is this rapper? That's that's one of the owners. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And then uh, this brings us full circle with what the sports shows are uh, founded on being both hip hop and sports and where they meet. It, it, it's fascinating that J. Cole can somewhat fall in the footsteps of his mentor, Jay-Z, and be a minority and a minority owner. Mm-hmm. And I find that fascinating. This is an amazing flip by Michael Jordan, but also it's kind of like a wink where you still got a little bit of us still connected with that franchise. And, and it's like what ownership. you alluded to in the beginning. It's what you alluded to a little bit in the beginning that uh, Jordan really doesn't have that much of a connection to Charlotte. If anything, it's more of a connection to UNC. So I, I, I'm interested in your perspective on this, but uh, kudos to Jordan. Yeah. And, and big salute to Jay Cole. I, I'm happy for that, that we got a rapper that that's connected to an NBA franchise in the ownership position. Cause if he wouldn't have made that 
call to Karan Butler so that um, Caleb Martin could get a shout out in the heat. I think they wouldn't have it wouldn't have been part of the chemistry to make that run. No, 100 so percent. That was that was. Yeah, how we got What's Caleb next? Martin was through Jay Cole talking to right. Karan Butler, who's an assistant coach on our staff. Uh, but no, I I love it. I think it's great for the organization to move forward past an owner that's bigger than the team and uh, someone that draws more attention away from the team. I don't really think owners that are bigger than the organization uh, really yield the best results results necessarily but i'm very interested to see how charlotte moves forward uh, again you know a very treacherous record since they returned to charlotte uh or to this hornets team from the bobcats and you know it would be nice to see them get back to the competitive levels they were in the mid 90s larry johnson and grandmama and uh you know having uh steph curry's dad dale curry hitting all those threes for him so it'd be nice to see it come back mugsy bows so on and so forth all of our charlotte hornets jargon from the 90s but and bring back the pinstripes look they were really rock the, the pinstripes sometimes but yeah. it's gonna be a tough road ahead for them in the short term until they really make the moves that they need and they really had one in this draft and we'll see if it pans out or if it blows up in their face and that last part i wonder what j cole would have done with that second draft pick would he have gone with a miller or would he have gone towards a henderson well it's all front office you know they're not gonna have as much input i mean this the the j cole ownership reminds me of jay-z's ownership stake with the nets which we don't even talk about now we just it's not there that's why i keep emphasizing it like this is very this is interesting so i hope influence can lead to something great because it happened with miami so maybe it could have happened with charlotte this time well we'll keep you guys updated on all that and as always on the sports show i'm dj pat nasty and i'm here with malcolm marzette and we will be back in better than ever next week with a new episode of the sports the show Corvette roof evaporated Push the button, it regenerated Stupid crazy I'm super smart with paper Niggas hating, imitated That's just human nature I don't blame them I just keep away them My bro got a ray gunner Motherfucker play bet He won't make summer I put your bitch on a wave runner I was on the yacht deck Waving from it I bought these trunks in London I bought this hoodie on Fairfax I'm all over, honey Like traces of that cocaine I'm I'm all over money. In a spaceship blowing my face off. I don't take no days off. Too many of y'all niggas laid up. And that's why y'all niggas laid off. Nigga did me dirty when I fell off. But I ain't writing no tell-all. My book giving you game, nigga. I ain't got to write about lame niggas. And if you love that lame nigga, I'm still talking about the same nigga. What you know about college educated and still had to sell cocaine, nigga? What you know about before the fame? Me and Steve still blowing in the flame, nigga. Son of Atlanta, I am a product of grandma and grandpa. The drunker I get in the slumber I get in, you hear that real west out of Lama. Yeah, I went the door, I know the plug, I know the preachers and I know the thug. Don't give a damn, don't give a fuck. Rolling the 72 cutlass, polo tee with the bucket, attitude still on fucked it. I refrain from that fuck shit. I'm all about big bucks, bitch. Niggas wanna move like rap niggas. Me, I want
wanna move like Rob Smith. Fuck that rapping trap shit. I'm a landlord, bitch. Pay rent, pay rent, pay rent. Breeze come a thousand eight. Got some heat on my feet that I can't even pronunciate. I've been him since out the gate. Nobody knew that I was fucking Kelly Bundy. Never met Christina Applegate. But I got some cold pink toes, bottom apple shape. Kinda remind me of how that high take and a snapple taste. Snitches want me back in jail, wishing they can crack the safe. Weight was over on the scale, had to whip it back in shape. Wish I could elaborate, but I ain't trying to catch a case. I'm just trying to coke white the back and matte black array. Catch a nigga lacking with his fully, let it activate. He thinking that it won't happen, like just because he strapped his safe. Cause I got more friends in the grade and I got that's alive. Pray for forgiveness and repent, my Lord knows that I tried. They shot the truck up, bro, got hit that day, I almost died. I had to be way more selective who I call my gas. Cause I got more friends in the grade and I got that's alive. Cause I got more friends in the grade and I got that's alive. What else? I ain't gon' tell on myself, don't need no ride along. It's me, myself, and Irene leaning my styrofoam. Born alone, die alone, no crew to keep my crown the throne. Now we touching keys like a motherfucking xylophone. Private home on the two bins, it's Charlie and the Rover. Double 
be this slid for a brother rather right or wrong Lately I've been on some other drip, Cartier isotonic Trying to clone a hundred million cash through this microphone I belong at the top, this shit in me, they just got it on Never had to try to keep up with these niggas, I'm a John Products on my tippies, moving product out in Ipsy With the brick and flint water, then I popped up in the Bentley Pittsburgh, I scored the Zach Gentry Acting like you get the same number as blocks You can't convince me So miss me with that cappuccino frappe That y'all being took Pussy ass nigga, belly yellow as a Pikachu Cause I got more friends in the grade And I got that's alive Pray for forgiveness and repent My Lord knows that I tried They shot the truck up, bro Got hit that day, I almost died I had to be way more selective Who I call my gas Cause I got more friends in the grade and I got that's a lie Cause I got more friends in the grade and I got that's a lie What else? But overrated, graduated from a player to a P At the age of 19, I never looked back If I gave it this dick, they believed that a nigga took cash Internet was slow, I trained them to walk the blade fast Keep your head down, don't give a nigga no contact with I unless it's I, Morgan Freeman You know I'm fast black, I started having flashbacks I missed that bitch Nene, I started searching the low track It shut down the high track Bitches selling pussy on Seymour for whole stacks It's real, yeah Drinking more lately and sipping more lately Like I'm sipping foes daily in a different zone Patient, think about the homies gone And the ones that still sanction The ones who made me think for myself Wish I could thank them Took a oath to put on for the set I love you, Swavy, now the hood all Crawling with feds Like it's the 80s, that ain't paparazzi, homie That's the federally snapping pictures at the funeral I rock the ski mask under my goggles The black locs with the top hat From Opalaka looking like the dark man in the movie Except I got a chopper in the back seat looking for Ricky like it's still a problem Oh damn, guess I'm back on my bully Yelling free weed and bully And baby quack too Damn, I miss you, fool Look, nigga, you got a price on your head Your bitches up in my bed I'm a mongrel, Mongolian Looking for the spread Tuna fish and noodles Some oysters and you Nigga, you fresh fish Nigga, you cook food I ain't looking for conversations, time to get fed Disintentional nigga, and I get bread Original nigga, soon as I walk in the party They know me, homie, Nicholas, Elijah, Gotti My sister's Rebecca, I'm headed to Tribeca Can't see the connection, trifecta, the non-pecca Bitch, you thought it was a game? Hey, bitch, where my money? Now, man, bitch had the nerve to ask me if she was the one. 
I looked it directly in the motherfucking eye. I said, well, nah, bitch, you ain't the one, bitch. I'm the one, you the zero. Together we a 10. Without me, you a zero. Hey, run with that, Jay Worthy. Say Nick one more time. I was the one picked. Some people were just sort of chosen to be, uh, I don't know, to have a, a fairly sort of adventureful life. I like them smart, the well-rounded type, I Stash the work if she need to. Roll up the weed too. College degree, got her head on straight. Chillin', and she don't go to bed too late If that's yours, don't keep around me cause my aura I got something for her, she know that, she don't hold back Once I get her, I'm that nigga Yeah, my checks is bigger, she bump early jigger With a curvy figure, big game, like James Worthy nigga Since Beyonce was saying put a ring on it A lot of guys ain't been here to cha-ching on it Tell your wife, here's a joint, come sing on it Watch me get down and do my thing, baby For the independent ladies Come ride in my two-door Mercedes It's all gravy Figured I'd rule out the in-between The city where the niggas got Pirelle dreams Cliché fantasies, cope hardly Ghosts in front of the mirror, I worship the heart of me High dazzle niggas divine with no divide Figured I'd rule out the in-between The city where the niggas got Pirelle dreams Cliché fantasies, cope hardly Ghosts in front of the mirror, I worship the heart of me High dazzle niggas divine with no divide I like my women's breasts made all flesh I don't like tis passionless I love me an actress, make a pack with Lie to a hubby at home, she make the facts twist Even her sister, she can back it Since Rebe started telling girls they were savages I've been benefiting off this whole women empowerment See what I know is, if you don't make that pussy slow drip She ain't sitting in the crib to deal with your shit It's 2023, killer, same 76 She fuck with niggas, 70 bricks, weekly Trust me, I know her, Sonya She fuck with the growers She takes shots at Jamie and brings Amy to me Drops off a baby, you think she goody-goody I think she good too, treat her properly huh. I could've got married, girlfriend, stay high for me Take the hubby card and go shop for me Figured I rule out the in-between The city where the niggas got Pirelle dreams Cliché fantasies, cope hardly Ghosts in front of the mirror, I worship the heart of me High dazzle niggas divine with no divide Figured I rule out the in-between The city where the niggas got Pirelle dreams But I wasn't trying to keep shit all to myself, see I, I, I wasn't trying to get on the stage And I didn't want people
Oh, shit. 